Reverend Mueller, I thank you for this opportunity to preach the good news uh, to the congregation of Holy Trinity. I ask that you would join me in a moment of prayer. God, thank you so much for this opportunity to engage in the riches of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lower this preacher now into the utter depths of your righteousness, that I might emerge with a clear word in increasingly uncertain times. God, have your way, for we have come asking the age-old question, is there a word from the Lord? Help us to leave this space declaring, yes, indeed, there is a word from the Lord, for Christ has risen. Let the people of God say hallelujah, and let the people of God say amen. The text before us is a familiar one. You likely have heard it at a funeral, or perhaps you have heard it in a movie or a television show. The 23rd Psalm is a popular one. But I invite you this morning to listen with fresh ears, to look with fresh eyes and to speak boldly with fresh lips. Let us go to this text, for I believe there is not rational certainty, but some blessed assurance to be found in this psalm, which can guide us through these challenging, troubling, and tempestuous moments. The psalmist begins, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We do not know what calamity or what catastrophe has led the psalmist to write these words. We don't even know who constructed this psalm. We get the note before this passage that this is a psalm of David which means that it could have been written by David, but more likely that someone else wrote it and they attributed it to David. This then is why you often see the metaphor and motif of shepherd throughout the 23rd Psalm. Psalms is known as the Psalm book. It is a book of poems that were often read and sung with some musical accompaniment. These songs across 150 songs speak to triumph, speak to loss, and the one before us speaks to trust. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Hebrew word here that is translated as want is the same Hebrew verb found in Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 7. Surely the Lord God has blessed you in all your reckonings. He knows you're going through this great wilderness. These 40 days the Lord God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. You have wanted for nothing. The psalmist here is alluding to Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 7, because the psalmist recognizes that this would have been familiar to those who were hearing him. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It reminds the Israelites of a time that God led them through the wilderness. 
And we find ourselves now as a world in a wilderness, in global pandemic. I selected my sermon title, Fear Cannot Have the Final Say, months before the pandemic was at our doorsteps. How fortuitous. The, the lectionary has put this in its regular cycle. How fortuitous. For in the midst of this pandemic, we find ourselves declaring that the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. Let us listen to this passage of scripture as the Israelites listen to it. Let us remember in this passage of scripture that God is our shepherd. God is the one who will lead us, who will guide us, who will offer us counsel and wisdom. The same God that has kept the Israelites through the wilderness is the same God that will keep us through this pandemic. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me beside still waters. <laughs> What, what an interesting passage of scripture to talk about during this time when it seems like we are literally on tempestuous waters. Every day it seems to grow. Every day the, the, the ship on which we are living seems to be rocked back and forth to the left and the right. But in this passage, we are reminded that God will turn tempestuous waters still when we recognize that God is with us, God is for us, God is in us. He restores my soul. During this COVID-19 outbreak, I don't know about you, but I needed some soul restoration. With each news conference, with each nonsense that comes from our president, Donald Trump, with each moment that I see frontline providers not have the PPE stuff that they need, it damages, it tarnishes, it tears at my soul. When I think of the elderly, some of whom are dying alone in nursing homes, it tarnishes my soul. But this passage declares that we serve a restorer. We serve a redeemer. We serve a helper. This God that we follow will restore our souls even when we feel like we are running on empty especially when we feel like we are running on empty. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. At this time in scripture, in Hebrew culture, the name of a person was significant. It, it represents their destiny. It represents their anointing. It represents their God-given charge. So this Jesus that leads us, leads us not just for self-aggrandizement. No, no. This Jesus that leads us in the right paths does so for his name's sake, for the sake of his name. What is the name of Jesus? He is a deliverer. He is a healer. He is the rose of Sharon. He is the one who upholds us with his right hand. I'm talking about Jesus. He is the one who liberates the oppressed, who includes the outsider and helps us to love, to love God, to love self, and to love others. It is this Christ that leads us. It is 
is this Christ that delivers us. It is this Christ in whom we can place our trust. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, the deepest darkness, I fear no evil. Take note of the fact here that God does not promise to eliminate evil. God does not promise to pull us out of evil. No, no. Here, God says, I'm not going to bring you out, but I'm going to bring you through. You see, the shepherd that we serve is so trustworthy that even when we find ourselves walking through a dark valley, we are Christ's sheep. We can trust that the shepherd will guide us. We can trust that the shepherd will keep us. We can trust that the shepherd will protect us, even in the darkest depths, in the deepest valleys, in moments of economic recession, in moments of mental depression, in moments of institutionalized white supremacy, in moments of poverty and grief and loss, that is where we can meet Jesus. Jesus is not just the God of the mountain, but Jesus is the one who will meet us in the valley. And I make you this promise, Holy Trinity, as we are moving through this pandemic, you can get a fresh revelation of who Jesus is. You can find him to be a deliverer. You can find him to be a keeper. You can find him to be a sustainer. And you can find him to be a comforter. For his rod and staff are with you. With the staff comforts. With the rod he offers opposition to our enemies. Sin, death, evil, and the grave. Jesus uses his rod to rebuke those forces, for they will not have the final say. Now watch this. The metaphor shifts from Jesus being construed as a shepherd to now being construed as a host. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Here again, God does not promise to rescue us from our enemies. God promises something much more audacious. <laughs> she promises us that she will prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Who are our enemies? Homophobia. Racism, health inequity, economic injustice, these forces that are arrayed against the least, the last, the lost, the leftover, and the left behind, these are our enemies. And in the presence of these forces, this systemic injustice, this institutionalized inequity, in the presence of these forces, God will prepare a table and invite all of God's children to come and to suck together, to commune together, to connect together, to fellowship together, to love together. Beloved, every time that you gather for a Zoom call as a part of the Holy Trinity community, you are gathering at the table. I grew up in 
an old storied black church, and there was a song we used to sing when the spirit would really rise in the place. Come over here where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is what's going on. God has prepared a table for God's people in the midst of this pandemic. In the midst of scarcity, God speaks to us about abundance. In the midst of fear, God speaks to us about faith. In the midst of isolation, God speaks to us a word about community, even if it is virtual. In the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a crisis, much like the one perhaps our psalmist is facing, he reminds us that we serve a God who will prepare a table, who will provide community and connection to us even in the darkest of moments. So I encourage you during this pandemic to reach out. The table is spread. Attend worship on Sunday. The table is spread. Reach out to friends and family. The table is spread. Donate to charities that are in need who are helping the most marginalized among us. The table is spread. Even in the midst of crisis, God calls us to community. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. The temptation is to turn exclusively internal and fail to look externally and to work collaboratively. But the psalmist here reminds us that God's goodness, God's mercy, and God's favor are so abundant that they literally flow over. When we become aware of God's goodness, God's love, God's mercy, God's justice, it becomes contagious, and we must share it with all who will hear it, and we must embody it to all who will see us. God's cup of grace and mercy overflows for each of us. Let us share it with others in the world, particularly those who are in most exigent need. Surely, the psalmist goes on to say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Now, that might not make you shout, but let me tell you why it makes me want to run around my table like I haven't left my house in two weeks. Surely. <laughs> That's the same thing that the Roman soldier said about Jesus after he died. He, he looked atop the cross and said, surely this must be the, the Son of God. And, and here in this psalm, we read, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'm so glad for a God that helps me to stand on surely. Surely my faith will endure this fear. Surely I will continue to persevere even in the midst of pandemic. Surely God's justice calls to us even in this moment, especially in this moment. Surely God calls us into connection, into community. Surely this Jesus will sustain us in the midst of this pandemic. I haven't come to preach you a strawberry shortcake sermon, Holy Trinity. 
The reality is some of our kinfolk have already passed from the pandemic. We live right now in between redemption and restoration, Jesus' resurrection and his parousia. And as we live in this in-between time, sickness and death is still a part of our lived reality. Good folk will be impacted by COVID-19. Christians will be impacted and die from COVID-19. I cannot promise you healing, but I can promise you through this psalm, wholeness. Because the promise we get from God is that I may not rescue you from the valley. I may not pull you from the darkness, but I will meet you in the darkness. I will meet you in the valley, and I will walk with you through every step of the journey. I will be with you in the hospital. I will be with you with family. I will be with you in the midst of sickness. This is the God that we serve. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The Hebrew word for mercy is chesed. It means unfailing love. The Hebrew word that's translated here as follow is rodolf. It means almost for enemies to pursue you, to stalk you to chase you down. The last promise that the psalmist gives us here in verse six is, my goodness and my chesed, my unfailing love, it will chase you down. And the good news for me about this passage is that if God's goodness and mercy is to my back, if, if the twins of goodness and mercy are pursuing me, that means that when I walk into a pandemic, goodness and mercy is there. When I walk into sickness, goodness and mercy is there. When I walk into failure or a mistake, goodness and mercy is there. When I walk into a valley, goodness and mercy is there. So whenever you find yourself in crisis or challenge or calamity, I want you to start looking around because there is goodness and there is mercy around you. There's an opportunity for you to show love in this pandemic. There's an opportunity for you to receive love in this pandemic. There's an opportunity for you to expand community in this pandemic. There's an opportunity for you to gain a deeper revelation of who God is and what she has done and how she desires to move in this pandemic goodness and mercy are always present even especially in the midst of catastrophe calamity and crisis this is a familiar passage of scripture but i hope you hear it this morning with fresh eyes fresh ears and I hope you put it upon your lips freshly to speak words of liberation in a time of marginalization, to speak words of faith in a time of fear, 
and to speak words of wisdom in a time of warfare. Beloved, we have phenomenal promises in our passage today. I know that the valley is deep and it is dark, but God is with us. God is for us. God is in us. Fear must not have the final say, for it must give way to our acknowledgement of God's continued goodness and mercy. Christ is our shepherd. We celebrate that on this Sunday. Christ guides us, leads us, and restores us. Thanks be to God.